Welcome to the Kingdom Business Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Fitch, sitting here with a co-host straight across the table, the great LZ. What is up? How are you, bro? I'm well. Happy afternoon to you. Man, I hope you've had a great week. It's been quite a week. There was so much dropped last week, it literally took me two days to to like mentally filter through that that conversation. Yeah, the Lord was definitely thick in the room last week when yeah. we shared the More Lord story. Yeah. You know, we were talking about seasons. Yeah. And we were talking about drought seasons. Dry seasons. Yeah. Dry seasons, yeah. Did you say drought? Yeah, drought. Same drought thing. or dry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Starts with the same letters, D-R. Yeah. But what happens when the rains come? What happens when Yahweh opens up the floodgates? What happens? You mean like a different se- a changing of a season, different yeah. season? yeah. Like how do you think how do you think we should respond? That's a big question. It is we, a big question. What exactly are we talking about? Well, let's look at it this way. Sometimes Yahweh asks actions from us. Mm-hmm. And in those actions, um, I think it's important that we are obedient. We talked about obedience over sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about David in this. I think it paints a picture as to what it looks like when 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 seasons change. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know that he went to get the ark from the Philistines. Right. And when he went to get it, you told us earlier, how did he go get that? Well, there were two attempts. Okay. Right. The first attempt, they put it on a wagon. Yes. Right? Yes. They just decided to go get it and bring it back. Right. Operating out of man's agenda. Yes. Like we decided, hey, this is a great idea. This is something we can really do to help God. Right. So we're just going to go do it. Yeah. And so they went up there without seeking him, without following the protocol. And, you know, one of the things is uh, you never approach glory without protocol. That preach right. There's a protocol for hosting yep. the presence of the, of the king. Yeah, and so they go up there and they get this this ark and put it on a wagon and start bringing it back. And the wagon tips. Yeah, and Uzzah reaches up to try to stop it, to steady it, to keep it from falling. Uzzah dies. Right, right. And so then it's put in Obed Edom's living room for ninety days. Whole, yeah, whole series of miracles there. Yes, and then David during that ninety days gets his heart right with God. And figures out, okay, in order to usher in the presence, there has to be a protocol followed. They went back. Right. If you if you go read that, he got some he got some guys together and they went back to figure up how this thing should be handled. So they were they were physically going to to look back into history to find out what their forefathers had done. Right. Something had been lost, mm-hmm. you know, in translation. But they had to go back and see because they knew they couldn't get it the 12 miles or so that it had to go mm-hmm. without losing half their kingdom. Because mm-hmm. how are you going to move something like that? if a and, and, and if you read, Uzzah was an honorable man. Sure. He wasn't a wicked man. Mm-hmm. He just mishandled the glory. Right. So I think we have to be mindful that when seasons are changing, seasons are never meant to go downward. Yahweh's always anticipating that we're going to be obedient. We go from glory to glory. That's what the word says, right? right. From Kail to I've got that tattooed on my arm. From Kail to Kail. And that word, the Bishop Kevin Wallace preached on that several months ago. And he said that word Kail could mean glory. It could mean wealth. It could it's it's like the word hua in the army. It's anything positive. Anything yes. Mm. Kail. Mm. So they they knew they had to handle it in a certain way because David was like, I'm not going, this is not going to be my demise. Sure. So we finally go back to get it. Right. My, what? my good friend, Gary Keelan is a great evangelist. Yes. And he tells it like this and it's, it's uh, 
kind of a simple vernacular, but it, it really illustrates the point. He says, when you put something on, when you put the glory on a wagon, what's a wagon made out of? Most of the time wood. A wagon is made out of boards and big wheels. Boards and big wheels. And his point is, if you're ever going to try to usher in the glory, you can't do it with boards and big wheels. That's a good play on words. Yeah, isn't it great? Yes. It really illustrates the point. That is so, that is such a... And, and anybody that knows Gary, he's just one of those matter-of-fact kind of guys. Right. You know, and that may not be a famous message to a lot of people, right. but it's a truth. Man, it's such a powerful, uh, profound thing, really, because... What we see in the second part of that story is then when David actually does usher the ark back in, they took several steps and then they slaughtered an animal. Well, this is where I wanted to get to because this is this is the part where when seasons change, it may not look like what we think. Hmm. I don't believe David ever had the intentions of all the sacrifices when he went to get it the first time. But when he went back and saw and he read and he found out what needed to be done, then he realized, right, I've got to give homage. I got to pay. I got to pay the man. Right. So every six steps for, uh, I went back and studied, it's a little over 12 miles. Mm-hmm. That's like over 8,000 animals slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the amount of blood? Come on with that. Now think about it. That's I mean, a trail of carnage. Those guys would have looked rough. Rough. I don't believe there's any war that we've seen outside of medieval times where men might have looked like these priests looked. Right. So when you, when you evaluate, David was coming out of a season where they didn't have the tangible glory mm. in the city. The manifest presence of God right, living amongst them. Could you imagine how dry that was? Mm. It was a dry season. Mm. But he heard something whisper to him, hey, go back and get the presence. Right. And when he went to get it, you know, we, bloody, bloody, bloody carnage, over 12 miles, they're covered in blood. It looked nothing like what they thought it would. So when they show back up to the city, mm. nobody was expecting what they saw. Right. Because I mean, they're all waiting at the city for this thing to arrive and this big conquering thing. Yes. But right. instead, we find David. Right. We find him walking up to the gates. I can see it. And when he opens up the massive gates and he begins to take off of, take off his bloody clothes, mm. and we know he gets down. I don't know if he was naked or right. if he was in his underwear. Went down to an ephod. There you, you know. go. It's, it, that, that's underwear enough. Sure. He enters the city with all of this joy and all this worship. And Mikhail despised him because we've already told the story of conquered king back in those days, they would remove the king's clothes that was defeated in a war. And the other king would, would parade him around in the city gates. Yes. But they would also take and cut the hem of the king's garment and sew it on to the conquered king or the conquering King's train. So when, when seasons change, number one, we can't expect to look like what we started or how we started. Right. Cause David went, I guarantee you looking kingly. When he came back to the city, he looked like he'd been in combat. Sure. So if we're going to pray for the Lord to remove us from a dry season, we need to be prepared for a wet season. Sure. And we need to be prepared to, I think, look different and act different um, and receive different than we did. But I think it's important that when we when we go to this place of obedience and the Lord is saying, hey, I want you to do this, and we've been in a dry place, we can't mope in that dry place. We can't mope in that drought. Sure. Because if we do, we'll stay there. So, you know, I just think that David, realizing that he had to get the ark back, was his first step of his shift in his, in his seasons. Right. A shift in the weather. Mm-hmm. And I believe that when he saw the, the blessings that Obed-Edom had in his home for 90 days, and let, let's sidebar there for a minute. You heard it in your spirit. 
three years ago, well, two years ago, that the Lord said when we came back from Fredericksburg, will you host my presence in your city for 90 days? Right. And we took that as we're going to treat this as Obed-Edom. Right. We're going to bring the glory into the city mm-hmm. and let it sit here. Mm-hmm. And look what's happened. That's unreal. Look at the, at the exposure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what we're starting to see is a, a, a regeneration or a, a re-energizing seasons are changing. Mm. And it may have been a dry season in Dalton before, right? but because we weren't afraid to go get the glory mm. and bring it back mm-hmm. and do it in a way that was honoring, mm-hmm. we're seeing all of... Now, what happened when he got the ark back into the city of David? Right. That's what you need to really go read, right? Sure. Because then we start understanding worship. We start understanding the the, the governmental hub of what it should look like. Mm-hmm. When seasons change, we need to be prepared. Right. Especially going from a dry season to a season of bounty. You know, it's interesting you talk about that because <clears throat> several years ago, I was really pondering some things in, in my life personally that we had been through, my wife and I. And Lord, <clears throat> why? Why did we have to go through those things? And, you know, why sometimes is being obedient so costly? And bro, it was, he talks to me very frankly, and he said, well, I just took you at your word. Oh, man. And I said, I beg your pardon? <laughs> you know, like, what, what do you mean, Lord? He said, well, I just took you at your word. And I said, man, you're going to have to help me flesh out what you're saying. What, what did I say that set these things in motion? And he said, well, you know, when you sing all those songs, mm. take me deeper than my feet have ever wandered. Let me walk upon the water wherever you would call me. You know, these songs, you're worthy of it all. Yeah, man. You know, those those things that we sing over and over that a lot of us just get caught up in. Yes. In terms of they're just cute worship songs. Yahweh takes those serious yeah. declarations from our mouth. And so when you say, take me deeper than my feet have ever wandered, let me walk upon the water wherever you may call me. You know, that Carrie Job song that we all love so. He's like, okay, since that's the cry of your heart. That's it, man. I'll take you at your word. Yeah. And I will put you in a position where I'm worthy of it all. Yeah. You've declared it and declared it and declared it every Sunday for the last six years. Now that the season's changing, I'm taking you to those places where I'm it, where you want to rely on me, where you want more of me, where you, you're begging me to take you. That's good. I'm going to take you there because I took you at your word. I took you at, when you said that this is what you wanted. Yeah. You know, and so not to say, and that's not to say that God is putting us in these horrible circumstances. That, you know, are causing these things necessarily to happen to us. I believe that there's two forces at play, and I believe that bad things happen to good people. Uh, and that's one of the biggest questions, I think, of humanity is why do bad things happen to good people? Sure, sure. But I believe God orchestrates our path, and that if the cry of our heart through worship has been, Lord, I want to get to a place where you're worthy of my well, everything, yeah. where where you and I walk closer than we ever have. I want to, I want to go places I've never been. I want to, all the things that we declare over and over and over and over every Sunday, he'll, he'll say, okay, yep, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so sometimes when we find ourselves in those, what we think are valleys or, or seasons of dramatic change, uh, where gosh, I was fine and now I'm not fine. And he's like, yeah, but isn't it cool? Cause now you have to rely on me. Yeah. Isn't it really cool that now we're so close, you know, because when you were fat and sassy, which we love, we love that video (laughs) 
of the lady getting all fat and sassy. Yeah. But, and maybe we can get Landon to do that impersonation in just a minute. I'll do it. But when, we, when we're in those seasons of being fat and sassy, how much are we actually relying on mm. our relationship with him? Yeah. Versus those times when we've gone through something. Yeah. Or he takes us through something and we're so close that you can just almost hear his breath. Mm. And, and so, yeah, definitely when, you know, seasons are tough, change is tough. And David, that's a great example when David decides it's time to bring the art back. But here, here's the other piece of that. The rest of that story is the, is the 30 plus years of the greatest uh, season of plenty and harvest yes. for the, for the nation of Israel in history. And it would have never happened had they not ushered the presence of Yahweh back into Jerusalem and put it back in David's tent in a place of honor. Yes. And then we talked about in previous podcasts the value in terms of 24-7 worship that David placed upon hosting that presence for those 30 years. Yeah. So, yeah, hosting the presence is costly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when you think about the, the, the way that a dry season feels, it's real easy to worship during a, a season of plenty. Sure. It becomes it becomes real to worship during a season of, of what we may view as lack. Right. Or dryness. Or sickness. Or sickness. Yeah. Or or whatever it goes in the fill in the blank. Right. But I think if we will I mean over the last two years, how yeah. how hard has it been to worship? Oh. It with all the chaos in yeah. our world. Yeah. Over the last two years with, with what the virus and all the chaos in the world has experienced and the the true loss and and pain and suffering of the world. Yeah. It's yeah, it's tough to worship through that. Sometimes. Oh, it is. I think though, when we when we sit down with our flesh and we remind our flesh that our spirit is greater than our flesh, mm. and we do like David did and we said, Hey, I know the fix for this dry season. Mm-hmm. We need the presence. Right. I think if we will dive deeper into the presence in a dry season, mm. When we come out of that dry season and we're in the season of bliss and everything, all of a sudden, then that becomes where it's not just like, oh, thank God I'm out of it. Right. We become more grateful. Sure. So, you know, I think there's, 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 there's a lot of patience, a lot of growth that can be found in the dry season. And if we're not careful, we'll miss that. Mm -hmm. And we may have to go back around a mountain again to learn the lesson. That's right. So I would rather just have his, have his glory. Right. And learn it now. Right. And never go around that mountain again. Me too. Hey, speaking of seasons. We're going to get Landon to do an impersonation right here on the Kingdom Business Podcast. It's hilarious. So many of you, I'm sure, have seen this video of this little mm. old lady when it snowed. Yes. There's, if you haven't seen it, go out to YouTube. You can find it. But Landon does this lady's impersonation perfectly. Well, so, the, the news, the, the, a news anchor was out on the street. And it was well, about to snow. It was about to come a blizzard. Mm-hmm. And everybody was getting their milk and bread for their milk, milk, milk sandwiches. Right. And they're interviewing people, and the lady goes, well, he- hello, how are you? And this lady's like, I'm good. And she says, well, you know, well, what do you have in your bags there? You know, what are you, go- what are you going home to do? She said, well, we're going to go home and make some soups and breads and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, go to YouTube and type in fat and sassy bro, and she'll you pop. Her, you got her pegged, bro. She is one of the most awesome people, and I guarantee you she she's always in a she's always in a blissful season. That's hilarious. Well, hey, before we go, yeah, we always need to remind our people of our of our two sponsors that we have right now. Yeah, More Lord Kingdom and Ignite a Fire. Dot net. 
Net. Both of those, both of those kingdom businesses help uh, get, bring you content every week. That's right. And hey, sponsorship opportunities are available. Yes, we'd love to hear from you about that. Just send us a message at More Lord Kingdom. That's right. And we also have uh, we have the means to to name our studio. If somebody wanted to plop some money on it and say, "Hey, we want to sponsor your studio," we'll put we'll put your name where I'll even tattoo somebody's name across my back. Oh my, a million dollars. Oh, I'm waiting. I think you could do it for cheaper. I'm I. <laughs> I'm so as long thrilled. as you do the tattoo. I'm so thrilled that people are tuning in to listen. Oh, they to are you. amazing. They are. Be sure to go get you some merch from WarlordKingdom.com and some fire starter from IgniteAfire.net. Yes, we love everybody. All right, thanks guys for tuning in. I'll leave you with the two words from every week: Warlord. <laughs>